Hello and welcome to TP with TP, the podcast with Tom Polos. Here, we chronicle the absurd world of entertainment and interview movers and shakers in the industry, all the while taking some blame. Today, we negotiate a rider. Bonnie and Clyde are celebrated as the first ride-or-die couple. No matter what befell these public enemies, they were going to stick together, literally till death on May 23, 1934. Decades later, their ride-or-die relationship was cinematically romanticized by Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty, you know, the two who accidentally granted La La Land Best Picture. Being ride-or-die gained even greater notoriety when hip-hop artists Jay-Z and Beyonce released O3 Bonnie and Clyde while cruising down the West Side Highway. Many singers and lyricists reference their ride or die. Tupac, Merle Haggard, Gucci Mane, Fetty Wap, Fallopian Jones, and more. But beyond their ballads of Bonnie and Clyde, these celebrated performers have another thing in common. They have riders. In short, a rider is a provisional set of requests or demands that a performer must have for them to go on with their scheduled performance. There are a few types of riders, but the ones the entertainment industry concerns itself with are technical riders and hospitality riders. A technical rider is made to specify the type of equipment, lighting, sound, or crew that is required to perform. There must be this many monitors, the piano used must be a Steinway, etc. The hospitality rider is where it gets fun. This is when celebrities, actors, and pop stars get to make bonkers demands to see if the production is treating them as special as they feel. These inclusions can range from specific to bizarre. Elton John likes the air conditioning in his green room to be 60 degrees Fahrenheit in the summer and 70 degrees in the winter. Johnny Cash needed an American flag to be on the stage. David Hasselhoff is purported to demand a cardboard cutout of himself at every stop. The divas earn their reputation. Mariah Carey allegedly only drinks 16-ounce bottles of Evian water, unless it's water for tea. That's Poland Springs. Adele seems to require a pack of Marlboro Lights and European Lager to take the stage. Christina Aguilera asks for soy cheese and Flintstone vitamin gummies to make the bedrock. Madonna requests a new toilet seat to be put in her restroom before she arrives. If you think that's odd, she's number two, as Cher has an entire room reserved for her wigs. Rihanna and Katy Perry love flowers. The former requires all-white tulips with no foliage, while the latter approves of orchids, but not carnations. Perhaps the most layered celebrity rider comes from the band Van Halen. In their technical rider, they ask for a bowl of M&Ms, but with all of the brown M&Ms removed. If any venue failed to provide this, Van Halen would still be paid in full, but would not perform. David Lee Roth said this was more of a social experiment than a real request. He felt that if the bowl of M&Ms were presented as specified, it meant the producers paid attention to detail and could be trusted with other aspects of their technical rider, leading to a stellar, safer show. Once, in Colorado, Van Halen performed despite the bowl not being perfectly prepped, and the band's equipment fell through the stage floor, causing over $80,000 in damages. In David Lee Roth's mind, the venue had clearly not followed instructions, further proving his brown M&M theory. Throughout my Hollywood running with the devil, I've had the opportunity to negotiate a rider. Much like love or bankruptcy, it happened gradually, then suddenly. I didn't want my rider to be difficult. I wanted my list to be as economical as a Hemingway novel, while providing as much fun as Hemingway had in Barcelona. Although I wasn't working in Barcelona, my gig would take me to Dallas, Seattle, Houston, Atlanta, Phoenix, and Raleigh, the Barcelona of the Carolinas. 
When asked what I wanted, I reverted back to being a middle schooler, listing things I wasn't allowed to throw in the grocery cart a decade earlier. Coca-Cola, Cherry Coke, Skittles, Starburst, Oreos, Tostitos, Milano's, anything with O's, Cape Cod chips, more sweets, more salts. To my initial list, the agency followed up. Is that all? Anything more specific? Could the Starburst be red? I added. Absolutely. All right, what a dream. It's on. The time has come. I show up to shoot and everything is there. A glorious pile of my diabetes dream just waiting for me to indulge. Then I think, hmm, it's 6 a.m. I probably shouldn't have the shakes for breakfast. And I go grab a boring apple and a safe granola bar. I come back and the goods are still there and they're still gorgeous. Now I'm about to go to hair and makeup and decide, I'll pass on having Tostito breath for the glam team. We work until lunch, which is followed by a substantial meal that I have three to five bites of. I don't want to eat too much or have to use the facilities. My mic pack is on my person all day. No Robert Dursting for me. Oh, the burping. The long, productive afternoon goes by with minimal breaks in the action, and we wrap. I head to the trailer, and my sugary treasure is still there. I decide to take it all back to the hotel room. I key open the heavy door and throw my loot onto the massive, clean, king-size bed, and I go to town. I rip open packages like an animal. I'm crushing cookies, then candy, then chugging cherry Coke, occasionally breathing between bags of chips. I don't know what's come over me. I, I felt like I ordered it all, so I have to consume it all, and I don't want to be wasteful. Having not eaten much that day, I start to feel a little weird. You know, the kind of feeling you get after you don't eat anything, then at 10 p.m. have candy and soda. I sit up, go to turn on the TV, and see my reflection on the flat screen. There's a pile in front of me of wrappers and plastic bottles, and I see I haven't opened one bag, the all-red Starbursts. Wow. They did it. They got it right. All of it. It was me who'd gotten it wrong. You see, I just went for colorful stuff to make middle school me proud. My writer probably should have been lobster or steak or a hot tub or something more substantial. I went with what I thought I wanted and wound up with items I could have gotten at 7-Eleven. Elton John is right to want rooms at certain temperatures. Madonna is right to want a hygienic bathroom. Rihanna deserves tulips. My writer was set. Night after night, I receive these items, and I still love all of those things. They bring me utter joy, and it's a point of pride that people care enough to ask me what I want and then go out and get it week after week, shoot after shoot. It's cool. I mean, Coca-Cola and Red Starbursts. That's my ride or die. That's a wrap for this week's TP with TP. See you at the after party.